Good morning, everyone. It's Chris. Different mentors at Two Brain have different mentoring styles. Jay Williams is a senior mentor, and he has an action-based style. He wants to inspire action on every single call, and he really wants to hold you accountable for doing stuff. A big part of our curriculum is teaching people what to do, but the more important piece of mentorship is teaching them how to do it and then holding them accountable for it one step at a time. Jason Williams is a master of this, and this speech from the 2018 Two Brain Summit highlights exactly why people love him for making them take action on hard stuff. This is a short podcast episode. I'm on my way down to Madison, and I hope to see you there. I'll be speaking at the CrossFit SME booth, that's the Subject Matter Expert booth, on Saturday at 10 a.m. Then I'll be signing copies of Two Brain Business 2.0 at the CrossFit Stuff booth, At 1 p.m., if you have a copy of the book, bring it. If you don't, you can get one there. If you're a member of the Two Brain family, there's a breakfast at CrossFit Recursive from 8 until 10 on Sunday morning. And then if you're not a member, there's a free meet and greet to meet me and Nicole from HSN, Healthy Steps Nutrition, at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And you can find links to that in the show notes. There are a bunch of events going on. And I'll be around all weekend at the games. If you can't find me, just send me a Facebook message or something and we'll link up. While I'm talking at the SME booth, you're going to have an opportunity to take the brand new Founder, Farmer, Tinker, Thief test. Maybe earn yourself a two-brain t-shirt or something. But figure out where you are on your entrepreneurial journey and what kind of mentorship you need to reach the next step. Super pumped for the games this year as never before. And I really hope to see you there. Jason Williams will also be there hosting a group of our tinkers. These are higher level business owners in the two brain group and he'll be around to meet too. So listen to this podcast episode, get a sense of what Jason's mentoring style is like. Know that not every mentor is exactly the same at two brain. That's why we have 17 different options, but get inspired to take some kind of action before you leave for the games. We've learned a lot today and yesterday. And I have good news for you. I am not here to teach you anything. All right? We're going to do shit. So, my goal for you with this talk is that you are going to walk away with some action that is going to improve your business or your life. All right? Uh, If I've done my job, you'll have a clear path on exactly what to do. So, someone told me yesterday that I can be kind of intense and... um, I don't want to let them down. So we're going to go pretty deep today. So are you guys willing to go there with me? Yeah. Say yes if you are. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to do a couple things here. All right. We're going to change things up a little bit because it's the afternoon on the last day. So number one, I am going to ask you to put your devices away. Okay. Number two, I want you to grab a pen and a paper. Number three, I want you to get up and move to a spot at your table where you're sitting next to somebody that you just met this weekend. If you're standing around the outside listening, find a table. If you have a blue polo on, you better fucking find a table. (laughs) Let's go. How many of you have been through the incubator at Two Brain? Yeah, so a good number of you. So once you've done these things enough, once you've taught them enough, you can usually tell whether a gym is going to be successful by call number three of the incubator. All right? 
So mentors, is that true? Yeah? So why do you think that we can tell whether you're going to be successful or not? What's the difference between a gym that's successful and the one that's not? Some non-mentor. Tell me. Raise, raise your hand. Do, do the work. Yeah, exactly. It's whether they have taken action or not. Right? So if you, it's, it's pretty straightforward. We give you the blueprint. If you take the actions, then you will get the results. Right? And yet, people get to that call three and they have not taken action. It happens. Right? So they have read all the books. They have made the call. They spent a half hour talking to Coop. Right? They, they, did, they uh, looked at the modules. They did two hours of calls with a mentor, and still they have done nothing, right? So the thing is, like, why, why do you think that they're not doing it? Why, why do you think they're not doing it? Any, any guesses? Fear. Fear? Yeah, that's one. <laughs> uh, what, what kind of fear? What does that mean? Anybody? Raise your hand. Fear of failure, fear of change, yeah? Hard work, yeah. Any other guesses? Yeah. Not sure, Not sure if they can do it. That's a good one. Yeah. Hard conversations. Hard conversations. Yep. Remember that. Yeah. Never done it before. Yeah, it's unfamiliar, right? So there's a lot of different reasons. Now, I'll tell you a, a story of when I was younger and I was supposed to do something and I didn't do it. Um, when I was a kid, maybe seven, seven or eight years old. My dad asked me to do something. I don't even remember what it was. But I didn't do the thing, and my dad was frustrated, and he asked me a question that you probably thought a few times about some of your employees. He goes, are you stupid or are you lazy? Have you guys ever had that question run through your head? Maybe you don't say it. I mean, I was seven. I thought it was kind of mean. <laughs> so I cried, and my dad felt bad, and then he took me to dinner. You know, whatever. <laughs> Hey, raise your hand if you have kids. I guarantee you, you're going to do something to mess up your kids. Right? But it's all going to turn out okay. So here's the thing. I knew even at seven that I wasn't stupid and I wasn't lazy. Right? So why didn't I do the thing? Why didn't I do it? Right? So let's flip this and talk about, talk about a frustration that you've had. Right? So think about a scenario where... Um, somebody at your gym, you, you are frustrated. Maybe at your gym or at your business. Somebody that you've asked to do something multiple times, right? And they are just not getting it done. And you cannot figure out why. You guys have something? Yes? Has that not ever happened to anyone? I mean, it happens to me every day, right? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. The person you're sitting next to, I want you to look over to them and tell them what the scenario was and what is your theory about why they didn't get it done. All right, so I'm going to give you two minutes. Go. I've heard this a few times this weekend. I want my coach to start a new program, but they're just not motivated to do it. Yeah, you've had a few of those? Yes. So usually the reason people don't take action, now this is my theory, Usually, the, people, the reason people don't take action is one of three reasons. So you got to assume they're not stupid or lazy, right? In fact, none of you would make it here if you were stupid or lazy, and I don't think you would hire anyone who was stupid or lazy, right? But there's usually one of three reasons why they aren't taking action. Number one, they don't know what the problem is, right? 
So, for example, um, if you said, hey, I need you to post bright spots on the channel each week or whatever, and they don't know what the hell bright spots are, they don't actually know what the problem is. Right? They're like, I got to do this thing, I don't know what it is. Right? So number one, they don't know what the problem is. Number two, they are afraid of some step in the solution. Right? When I asked you why we weren't getting things done, a lot of you mentioned fear. Right? So they're afraid of some step in the solution. Number three, they don't know why they're doing it. Right? So if you say, for example, I need to post some bright spots, I need you to post some bright spots, and they're like, yeah, there's plenty of bright spots. It's like, do you understand why I'm asking you to do this? Right? So those are usually the three reasons. There's probably some more, but these are the things that I've found to be the case whenever I have talked to any of you about any of your problems. Right? It's usually one of these things. Okay? So I am going to try to break these things down and see if we can overcome them so you can take some action. Right? So first one, we're going to start uh, step one, defining the problem. Is the problem you're stating the real problem? Right? One question I ask of every client is, what is your biggest problem? Have any of you guys heard that question before? Yeah? If you've been on a call with me, you have heard that question. What's your biggest problem right now? Okay? So I want you to think about, what is your biggest problem right now? Right? So I want you to think it through, write it down, share it with your partner. Three minutes. Go. Is what they're saying the real problem? Right? Think about not your problem. Think about your partner's problem. Don't, don't discuss it. I just want you to think, is what they're saying the real problem? Right? That's what I mean by defining the problem. Because they might say something that sounds like a bunch of blah, 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 and you know, actually, it's this. Right? So let me describe a problem that I have sometimes. Uh, maybe you've had it too. I get anxious. Uh, my body is tingly, and my leg won't stop shaking. What's my problem? Google it. <laughs> Anyone have a guess of what my problem is? Huh? Too much caffeine. That's, that's a good guess. All right. Maybe, I don't know. You can throw a bunch of stuff out there. There's 20 questions. What would you do to try to find, find out my problem? You would ask me a question. Yes. Right? And if you were to ask me a question, you would find out that my problem is that I have to go to the bathroom. Right? But what if you just took my problem at face value? I said I get anxious. And you said, oh, well, you're about to have an anxiety attack. Take some Xanax. Right? What if you just diagnosed and said that's the problem? I'm probably not going to do it because I've had this problem before. And... I don't think that might, that's the problem. And even if I did do it, I would find out after I took the Xanax and I peed my pants that that wasn't actually the problem, right? So let's take a problem that you might have at your gym. So every call, maybe not every call, but almost every call that Chris takes, every consult call, he asks them, what's their problem? How can I help? And they say, I just need 10 more members. Isn't that what they say? Every single time, right? So let's look at that problem. I just need 10 more members. Well, why do you need 10 more members? Why do you think someone might need 10 more members? Yeah? Sorry, trying to what? 
yep, they're trying to hit a, hit a certain financial target, right? Why might somebody be trying to hit a certain financial target? Can't pay the bills, right? So let's say that they made 23 grand last month and their bills were 25 grand. So what's their problem? Yeah, they're two grand in the hole, that's their problem, right? They didn't make enough money to cover their bills, right? You can go really far down that rabbit hole, but the plain fact is they didn't make enough money to cover the bills. And if, they, if the only solution they can focus on is getting 10 more members, they may never solve that problem, right? What other things might they do to be able to pay the bills? Sorry? Lower the bills. How would you lower the bills? Huh? I'd fire some of those people. <laughs> no, I mean, you reduce payroll, right? You renegotiate your lease. Maybe you go to Nicole and say, I need to start a nutrition program, right? There's a lot of different solutions to that problem of not having enough money to pay the bills. It's not just that you need 10 more members. And if I take you down the rabbit hole of let's get you 10 more members and that's the only way we're gonna do it, and then we get there and you've overspent again, you're not solving your problem, right? You with me? Am I losing you guys? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your partner and ask them questions that are gonna help clarify their problem. Now you're not always gonna get to some deep-rooted whatever Sometimes it's just like, hey, I need to hire more coaches, right? But a lot of times, especially if it's five sentences long, there are some questions you can ask to help define the problem. So I want you to spend two minutes with your partner, ask them about their problem, they're gonna ask you about your problem. Two minutes, go. A lot of times we will say things like, you know, I need 10 more members, or I need to, you know, not spend time with clients, or whatever it is, and when you start asking questions, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny, right? If you have a problem like that, you're never gonna go solve it and take action until you find out what the real problem is. Does that make sense? Say yes if it does. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, the second reason, right? So now we've defined the problem. So the second reason that most people don't take action is because they are afraid of some step in the problem or some step in the, um, in the solution, right? So if I have to go to the bathroom and I look over there and there's a tiger chained to the bathroom, I'm gonna be scared to go over there and attack that tiger, right? Now, in real life, we are not fighting tigers to find the solutions to our problems, right? In real life, it usually comes down to an uncomfortable conversation, yeah? You ever heard of this concept of uncomfortable conversations before? Yeah? When did you hear about it? Last year, here? <laughs> we're bringing back the hits. All right? So what we're going to do is we are going to look at your problem, right? And you're going to ask the person next to you, what, what things are you avoiding that would help you solve this problem? What uncomfortable conversations or situations are you avoiding that are going to help you solve this problem? So, we have defined the problem. We have figured out a way to overcome whatever fear that we have in the problem, which is usually about uncomfortable conversations. The last one is my favorite. Why? Have you guys ever painted yourself into a corner? Like, figuratively? I know Brian has. Um, like, you were, you were doing a bunch of stuff, you were getting it done, 
and then you realize like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. Has that ever happened to you? Yes? So if you think like literally like what happens when you paint yourself into a corner? Like if I am actually painting and I paint myself into a corner, I'm down on the ground like getting it done, you know, doing the damn thing, right? I'm painting, right? And all of a sudden, I hit my shoe and I look up and go, oh shit, I am in a corner, right? How would you avoid painting yourself into a corner? Plan ahead, look up along the way, right? The, the way to avoid painting yourself into a corner is to look up, right? You paint for 15 minutes, you look around. Am I in a corner? No? Good. I'm going to keep going. And if you find yourself, if you find yourself starting to paint yourself into a corner, then you reroute, right? So you have a plan and you look up. That is the effect of asking why, right? You know those times when you got painted into a corner, you hit yourself and go, oh shit, why didn't I think of that? Right? Yes? <laughs> this is why I ask why so much. This is why we focus on your perfect day. Because there is a direction that you're trying to go. And you need to look up in that direction as often as you need to to keep going in the right direction. Right? You with me? Yes. yes. So we talk a lot about perfect day because you need to know why you're doing stuff. Has anyone ever heard of the five whys? Raise your hand if you heard of it. Can anyone tell me what it is? Yeah? You keep asking the question why until you get to the root cause, right? So let's say you take your problem, which is that my, um, you know, whatever, like I, my coach won't show up on time. And you ask why, and they say, you say, well, you know, I don't know, right? She, she, her car doesn't start. Well, why doesn't it start? Because she's irresponsible. Why is she irresponsible? Because she wasn't raised right. Whatever. <laughs> right? This is the problem with the five whys, the problem I have with it. And I use it. I like it. But I don't want to become Socrates just because my coach didn't show up on time. Right? I don't want to go down this, this long path of asking why every time I have a problem. Right? So I like to flip it. I like to start with the big why and then work my way down, right? But even that sounds like work. Like, what is your big why? Go find your purpose, right? It sounds like work, right? If I said, oh, go find your purpose, find out what you're, whatever, it feels like you're going to do some hard work, right? The thing is, it's actually not that hard. Life gives you clues all the time about what your why is, right? Have you guys ever had a clue about what your why is by something that happened in life? No? Nobody? <laughs> so here's how it gives you clues. If you have a near-death experience, right? If you find yourself in a situation that you weren't expecting to get into, right? Or maybe you have an epiphany one day, right? These are the clues. Have you guys ever seen sliding doors? Anyone? Yes? The sliding doors. Well, of course, the Brit has seen sliding doors. It is a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow based in London. Two stories. One, she goes into the door and something happens. The other one, she, or she's racing for a train. She gets to the train. She makes it in. Something happens. She doesn't make the train. Something else happens, right? And it's basically life sending you a message that this is what you're meant to do. So this happened to me recently, maybe six months ago. 
Um, I went up to Canada to visit Chris. I was there with uh, Jeff and a couple other mentors. And, um, you know, we did some mentor shit. And uh, we came back from Canada, and I was driving into the, um, the what do you call it, the, the passport check. And an alarm went off, and the guy told, told us to put our hands on the dashboard. And we were like, uh-oh. We looked, we looked in the mirror. There were two armed guards with their guns drawn. They said, get out of the car, get on your knees, put, put us in handcuffs, put us in a holding cell. And I was sitting in this holding cell, Jeff on the other side. There was an officer in between. And I was thinking, this is 5 o'clock in the morning, by the way. I was thinking, oh, shit, nobody knows I'm here. I could be here forever. Like, this happened a few months ago. You hear horror stories about this kind of stuff all the time. Like, what would happen if I was here forever? <laughs> right? <laughs> what would I miss? And I started thinking about my kids. I started thinking about my wife, my family, my friends, my gym. I started thinking about you guys. And it connected me back to why I'm here. I, I basically came to the conclusion that my whole life is around nurturing and helping all of the people in my life. Now, if I was a mountain climber, I would have connected that back to, I wish I would have climbed Everest, right? But that moment opened my eyes to what I'm really doing here. Has anyone ever had a moment like that? Raise your hand if you had. A few of you, yeah? It doesn't have to be quite so dramatic. It could just be a realization based on something somebody said. Somebody told me today, I just realized today that I don't need to be going to school anymore. I need to be focusing on my business full time. That was a realization that they had. So here's what I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think back through, yes. I'm still there. So, um, so Jeff didn't know this. I knew why we were there. <laughs> um, so something happened 25 years ago where somebody with my name and my birth date committed murder in the Bahamas. So every time I come back into the country, something goes down. <laughs> but Jeff had no idea, and it was 5 a.m., and we were barely... Like, we were barely awake, and all of a sudden, we're being held at gunpoint. And he's like, oh, my God. And I couldn't tell him because there was an officer in between, and I just didn't want to, you know, like. But after about 10 minutes, we got out, and we got to the airport. So. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. I want you to think back through your life, and I want you to think of some seminal moment. Maybe you nearly drowned. Maybe you just looked at a butterfly differently, Right? Think of some seminal moment. I want you to describe it to your partner and tell them what, what you learned from that moment that is connected to your why. Got that? Yeah. Three minutes. Let's go. When you connect to that why, and you don't have to do it every day, you take that moment, and each time you think through that moment, you may interpret it differently, and your why may change. This doesn't have to be the life purpose that you do for the rest of your life. It might just be the thing that is relevant for now, right? I think we get caught up in doing this search to find the big meaning in life, but you need a why that drives you now. And you connect that why to the thing 
the problem that you're having, and that will lead you to the solution. So, for example, if you have that problem of, hey, you're two grand short each month, and your big why is I need to support my family and my friends and health, right? Then whatever action you take, you need to connect to that big why. Does that make sense? Because if you don't take any action, then your gym's going to close down. Yeah? So, let's put this together. I want you to go back to your problem, whatever that problem was, right? Connect that to your why and figure out how those two things are related. Does this make sense? Say yes if it does. Okay, two minutes for this one. Go. Okay, so you have now defined the problem. You have demystified the fear and you have connected it to your big why. You've done all the hard work. Now you just need to take action. All right? That is the easy part. If you're absolutely connected to why you're doing something, if you've removed those barriers and you're clear about what the problem is, it just maps itself out. Yeah? And a lot of the, if you're a gym owner, a lot of the answers are back there. If you need to make more money, maybe you need a nutrition program. Maybe you need a few more people in your door. Maybe you need to sell supplements. Right? A lot of the answers are there. Right? It might be just something as simple as calling somebody that you need to call that you haven't talked to for a long time. So what I want you to do is turn to your partner and tell them in 30 seconds or less what is the next action you're going to take to solve your problem. I told you I was not here to teach you anything. I am not here to inspire you. I'm here to help you get shit done. Now you're on the hook. Get it done. Thank you.